Merry Christmas. Man, you guys look good. I mean, seriously, you clean up well. I love it. Um, I don't know about your family, but in the Donna family, we have a lot of nicknames for our kids, names that we've dubbed and kind of come up with over time. Um, I have Jovi, who's nine, Titus, who's seven, and Lucy, who's four. And for Jovi, we've got Joves or Jovi Joves. We've got Jovi Luhu, which came many Christmases ago when she was a little baby and she had one of those whoop, like this, you know, the, the Cindy Luhu. Sweet Pea, Jovi McJoverson, I call her the, my party hopper because she's the, like, she will party strong with me to the end when the rest of the family is, you know, retreating towards home. Um, it's pretty great. Titus, we've got Ty or T or T-Buddy or Buddy Pants. Um, yeah, I sometimes just call him the boy. Um, the wrecking ball, um, my, my little giant, his name Titus actually means hero or giant, so I call him my little giant. Um, and then, of course, Lucy, we got Lulu, Lucy Lou, Lucy Poop, party animal, that's a real one, by the way, like, like if I say Lucy Poop, she'll just come, she won't even think twice. Party animal, my live wire, my spitfire, my bringer of light. These are all the ways we look at our kids. Um, her name means light. Lucienne means light. And isn't that interesting how we kind of step into the names that, that the meanings of our names sometimes? Um, yeah, so maybe you have some fun names for your family. In fact, I, it, tonight, if you get a chance during dinner or whatever, it might be kind of a good conversation piece is like going through all the names that you have for each other with your family it could be kind of interesting and there'd be lots of memories and reminiscing. Did you know that God has the same with us? That God has names for us, that he's dubbed us certain things. That he, in, in, We find this in Scripture, that when you open up the Bible, when, he, when God talks about us, he calls us um, beloved. He calls us friends. He calls us ch children or a child or his child. Um, he uses language like heirs, like princes and princesses and the bride, these beautiful pictures. It actually started in chapter 2 of the Bible, in the very beginning of the Bible. If you open it up, you see God creating the world. And you see him creating all of these great things. And at the end of each of creating those things, he says those things are good. And then he gets to, hum he gets to this creature that he would uh, actually make in his own image. And it's not until, it, the very first thing he says after he sees this creature is he says, that's very good. Think about that. You know, he, he just created waterfalls and rainbows and sunsets and sunrises and supernovas and galaxies and planets, and those are good. But then he looks at us and says, now that's very good. That's how he feels about you. That's how he feels about me. Uh, he, he, another word that he uses is he calls us beloved, which means cherished or adored. I remember one time I got to go shoot guns, which is one of my favorite activities because I'm a hillbilly. Uh, like, to be honest, I just love shooting guns. Honestly, this tie cannot hide my redneck, seriously. <laughs> I, I got a chance to shoot guns with my buddy Bill Crum. And um, we went out there one day, and he's like, you bring your guns and I'll bring mine. So I brought my guns, and, and see, all of my guns are hand-me-down guns. And ones that I bought at a place in the Midwest called Fleet Farm. Some of you might be familiar with it. 
Bill Crumb, when we showed up and we pull out our guns, it was obvious that Bill does not shop at Fleet Farm. He had some really nice guns. And he's pulling out one after another and telling me about and telling the story and stuff like that. And then finally, I saw this case in the left side of his car. It looked like a special case. He pulled that last case out. And he opens up this, this case, and in it is a double-barrel, Italian handmade, 16-gauge shotgun that's just gleaming in the sunlight. It's beautiful. The metal work is just precise. There's scrolling all over it. And even before he handled it, he put on a pair of leather, brown leather gloves. You remember this? And I swear, I, I thought to myself, those gloves might be worth more than my guns, but that's okay. You know, so he, he, and he handles it, and he's, he hands it to me, and he's like, can you take your ring off first, my, my wedding ring, because he didn't want me to scratch it. And we, we shot it a few times each, and then he carefully put it back, because it's handcrafted. It's beautiful. It's cherished. It's beloved. And that's how God feels about you. That's how God feels about me. That's one of the ways he looks at us. He also calls us friend. In college, I was in a dorm that was 211, and we called it Club 211. And my roommates and I lived there for two years, and early on, we decided anytime somebody came through the door, we would throw up our hands and yell, hey! Well, guess what happened really fast? People started coming over more. <laughs> People found their way to Club 211 often because, I mean, who doesn't want to walk into a room where there's a bunch of people that go, hey, every time you walk in. It makes you feel like you belong. It makes you feel like you're a friend. I, I believe that if God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were, were in a room and you walked in, they'd go, Because that's how God feels about you. That's how God feels about me. We're his friends. There's, a, of course, the, the idea of we are God's children, right? And have you ever watched, one of my favorite things to do is, have you ever watched somebody taking a picture with their phone of, of their kid like this? And, and they're trying to, you know, get their kid to smile, and they're just, like, beaming, you know, like they're smiling a ton, like they're just taking delight and joy into their child more than the child's smiling. That's God with us. Uh, have you ever been, next, in fact, next time you're at a recital or a kid's concert, little kids, I want you to do something. It's hard to do because it's so fun to watch them. They're so darn cute. But like next time you're at one of those, do yourself a favor. Instead of just watching them, turn and look into the audience and watch the delight in the faces of the parents and the grandparents there. Is it because they're good? Yeah, they're good sometimes, and sometimes they're, yeah. They're delightful because it's their children. That's their child. That's their son. That's their daughter. That's how God looks at you, looks at me. I had a really cool opportunity earlier this year to, to go to a play at the Buell down in Denver, and it's this kind of Broadway caliber play. And one of the leads was this little boy, and, and I happened to be, I happened, this little boy who was our good friend, and I was, I went, I went to the play, I got to sit next to his mother, and just, I, I didn't know who to watch. 
because it's this, it was this legit play, and he's five years old, and he's doing all of these things, and she was so proud. She was just beaming the whole time, and afterwards, after the play got done, I just looked her straight in the eye. I said, you know that feeling that you have for your son out there? It's exactly how your heavenly father feels about you. You're his child. <laughs> Last one. There's the, the, the verbiage in, in the Bible that we are his bride. And another way you could look at it is like we are his heirs. It's also the verbiage of we are his heirs, that we are prince and princesses. And honestly, the idea of bride, I know, dudes, Jesus is not asking you to marry him. Like, like it's, it's symbolic. It's metaphorical for something beautiful. Because here's the deal. No one's ever been, you've never been to a wedding, and all of a sudden the bride appears in the back of the chapel or back of the, you know, the courtyard or wherever they're getting married, and all of a sudden the groom puts up a sign that just says four on it. Like, yeah, I've seen better. No, 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 like, like that's, that's never happened. Why? Because the groom is taken by the bride. He knows her so well, and he's decided that's the girl I want to be with for the rest of my life. And you are his bride. We are his bride. That's how God looks at us as princes and princesses. See, this is how God feels about us. Uh, I think all of these things, and there's lots of them. I could go on and on and on about all of these little cues, all of these little hints, all of these little glimpses that we get in our own lives, with our own children, with our own family, with our own, own experiences that tell us, that give us a little insight into how God looks at you and looks at me. And then we get to a time of year like this, a season of Christmas. And Christmas is important because we get a huge, at Christmas we get a big spotlight, a big glimpse of how God looks at you. And how he looks at me. Because at Christmas we learn about a really big God who's willing to become very small for us. And for one reason. He, he did this to bring light into the darkness. To bring light to the dark. He brought light into a world full of people who had forgotten who they were. They'd forgotten their names. They'd forgotten that they were children, that they were beloved, that they were friend. That's how God looked at them. And here's the thing is Jesus, his, you know, he's a baby today at Christmas, but this Jesus would grow up and almost every single person that he would come eyeball to eyeball with would come away feeling treated as his friend, as a ch his children, as princes and princesses because they were cherished they were beloved, and when Jesus saw them, he said they were very good. Everywhere he went, he expressed that, and he brought them back to the truth of who they are as beautiful. And what he was able to do 2,000 years ago, he is wanting to do for us today. At Christmas, this Christmas, Jesus is saying to us, you are my child. You are my beloved. You are my prince, my princess. You are very good. You are worth coming after. You are worth coming into darkness to find. You are worth seeking. You are worthwhile. You are worth even 
dying for. That's what we celebrate today. We get a chance. We're going to sing a couple more songs. And in a couple songs, you've got candles. We're going to use those candles. We're going to light those candles. And, and I want you to do something. This is maybe a little bit different than if you've been to church, church services that have candle lit like this. If you're willing, I would love for you to say to the person that you're lighting their candle, I would like you to say to them, you are a child of God. And just remind them of that tonight. In fact, can we just all say that together? You are a child of God. Let's let the, the light of that truth come into our hearts this night in this place. Can I say a prayer?